and welcome to You've Never Seen Back to the Future. Immediate point, I do not know how to say the name of our own podcast. Hello, Leah, how are you? I'm okay, thank you. Yeah, really good. I find it great that you're saying that because if I said you've never seen Back to the Future, it would sound even weirder. Well, I I think the problem is the punctuation at the end. So in my head, it's a question mark and an exclamation mark. Like, you've never seen Back to the Future? I'm not opening an episode saying it like that. I I think that will sound weird. I'd rather have the bit with me explaining how bad I am at saying it than me trying to say it like that. I think no one knows how to say it because normally when people say it, it's with disgust. (laughs) When people say it to me, they're like, you've never seen Back to the Future. Like, automatically they just think I'm a piece of shit. That's, That's how it reads. I mean, I don't want to go as far as saying a piece of shit, but I absolutely judge you that you've never seen Back to the Future. I think you know that. That's why we're doing this. This is the start of your education, building up to watching Back to the Future. It'd be crazy for us to jump straight into that. But what we have done is we're going to watch another film today, and you've sent me a description of what you think this film is about. Yes, I have, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Are you ready, then? Strap in. This is the serious bit. This is uh, your description of the film. I see I laugh before I even start reading it, just because... I'm, I'm excited. Okay, so what film is Leah describing here? This film is an 80s classic. It's about an orphan who gets caught stealing fruit from an old man's garden, and instead of being a dick to him, he teaches him karate. The boy becomes really good and ends up winning a prestigious award, but the old man dies before he achieves this. There's a bully character, maybe the old man's grandchild, who tries to fight the poor boy. In the end, the boy inherits the man's land and and opens a karate school where he teaches poor children to respect themselves through the art form of karate. This film teaches us that you can become great without coming from greatness. It's a beautiful message. Of course, that's describing the karate kid. The original, not the... uh, I see. I'm already going to lose you by saying the original, not the remake. Are you aware that there was a remake? No. Fine, we'll come back to that another time. Okay. So, where has this description come from? What, what's, what's your understanding of the Karate Kid? I mean, I think people like it. Um, I know that there's a slot machine in Vegas that's based on it. Um, right. I mean, these yeah. aren't really... I, I thought you'd be... when. You were talking more about the actual film rather than slot machines. Well, Um, I I should have made that more clear. I've never seen the movie, but I have, I believe I've seen a couple of scenes from the movie. Okay. So what do you remember? Well, I feel like I might be mixing my, my movies again, because in one of the, I remember him being in a boxing ring and sort of like celebrating. And then I'm like, Maybe he was like a karate boxer. Are you um, thinking of Rocky? I don't know. I haven't seen Rocky. Oh, okay. okay. The film's called Karate Kid, and yeah. the scene that you remember is in a boxing ring. In my head, yeah. But I also have this very, like, strong... The, the, the whole, like, kid going into the garden, like, trying to steal fruit. He's poor. I... 
Is he? This sounds very similar to the Terminator one. Is he? Has he got a young? Is he, does he live in Russia and he's got he's got a girlfriend? She's pregnant and he can't afford any fruit for her. So. No, I'm pretty sure this is like America. This is like you know set in America. Like it, present, my present day. Eighties uh, ish. I mean. I have this like I have a very very visceral image of this kid trying to steal fruit. I don't think he's like that poor. I think he's just like hungry for fruit. Um, he just likes fruit. So do you think is that the bit him being a bit of a dick? He's stealing. No, like ordinarily, you know, when kids like steal fruit from the old man, the old man's like, "You fuckers, you've stole my fruit." And, like, what do you mean ordinarily when people steal when kids steal fruit from an old man? Like how? There's loads and loads and loads of things where kids are stealing fruit from people and they get pissed off. Or like, you know, that kind of like very uh, like specific trope where kids go and knock on the door of the haunted house. It's not really haunted. It's just an old man that lives there. and They knock on the door and like the old man's like, oh, and they all run away screaming. But actually the old man's just lonely and then somebody befriends him and everyone's happy. Do you know that trope? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of the trope where they steal fruit from an old man. I mean, I swear to God. Like there's a film a... after film where you see kids stealing fruit. I don't fruit. really watch films, but I've seen it a lot in like TV and literature. Maybe it's just something that I've like concepted. Did, were you a fruit stealer? Oh, no, I stole daffodils. From who? <laughs> this is really bad. So... Me and my friend, one day we decided we wanted to get some cash. We were little. I was like maybe seven. Right. Um, and so we were like, look. What did you need cash for? You were seven. I don't know. Like, our other friend had a tuck shop, probably wanted to go and buy sweets. Our other friend was like proper entrepreneurial. Like, she had a tuck shop in her house from the age of about six. And if you had cash, you could go down there and you could buy like penny sweets. And yeah, when you say tuck shop, you just mean she had some sweets in her house and she'd sell them. No, she bought them from Cash and Carry. She had like. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> yeah, she. No, had... my first thought is, how did she get membership? You can't. How did a seven-year-old get membership for Costco? Her granddad, who she lived with, and her mum and her grandmother. Um, he was the milkman. Like he was the local milkman. I don't right. know if like they were friends with the people that owned the village shop. We lived in a tiny village. Anyway, she had. You know, like if you go into a not a good sweet shop, but like a, a bit of a shit sweet shop, like sometimes. You get like um, a dodgy post office in the country that also sells sweets, or you used to. They're in like a large Tupperware container, and you like open the lid, and there's like a thousand white mice. Yeah. Yeah. That's what she had. But she had like white mice, the jazzies, she had like some lips, she had some all kinds of stuff. Anyway. I mean, these are are top notch sweets as well. They're not like the lower level, lower tier. She charged like a penny. Because obviously she was buying them like wholesale. <laughs> so if you had fifty p to spare, you'd like go down to the tuck shop and you'd buy like you know some sweets. She sold like lollies and stuff. They were like five p, but it was a pretty good deal. At, at seven, this girl sounds like she's Del Boy. She's going down the cash and carry and selling stuff onto her mates. Yeah. Did she wear a flat cap? Did she have one of those like denim market trader? No, nah, no, none of that shit. Anyway, my other friend had come over right. and we were like oh we want some sweets but we haven't got any money so we were like it's spring everybody in the village is old everybody in the village loves daffodils sure. let's go over to the back of my house there was like a river 
let's go and pick all the wild daffodils, put them in bunches, walk up and down the road and sell the bunches. 50p a pound, we'll be quids in, we can go to the tuck shop. Sure. My okay. problem was that there wasn't enough daffodils because we, we did a roaring trade. So we ended up... So I think we skipped over a bit there. You So you took the daffodils from the back of your house? Uh, like wild though. Behind my garden, there was a river. Um, along the riverbank was daffodils. So we picked wild okay. daffodils and sold them. But we didn't sure. have enough daffodils. So we picked the daffodils from my garden. Mm-hmm. We picked the daffodils from her garden. And then we picked the daffodils from some of the neighbours' gardens and then sold the daffodils back to them. <laughs> One lady had these prize-winning Narcissus daffodils. And genuinely, I didn't pick them, but um, my friend did. And she, this lady came down to the house, like furious, and said to my dad, your daughter has picked my daffodils. So my dad was like, came and said, well, he said, well, I have to talk to my daughter. So he came and he was like, did you pick this woman's daffodils? And I was like, no. And he was like, are you sure you didn't pick her daffodils? And I didn't. So I was like, yeah, I promise I didn't pick them. He didn't ask me if my friend picked them. He just asked if I picked them. I said, I promise I I didn't pick them, which was true. And in our house, like a promise was a promise that you didn't break a promise. So my dad went back to this woman who'd seen us walking up and down the road all day long. (laughs) And went, my daughter has promised me she didn't pick them. I believe her. I'm sorry. Someone else must have picked your daffodils. It was a drama, to be honest. So roughly how many daffodils did you steal and sell? I mean, all of them. We filled a wheelbarrow. My brother had a little wooden... Jesus, how many sweets did you need? Oh, no, we didn't. We didn't need all the sweets. I mean, we did a lot of schemes like this. Anyway, look, let's not get sidetracked here. So, yeah, I think it's the same sort of trope. It's still daffodils. <laughs> Going back to that, yeah. So it's the, it's the old trope of a kid who's a bit poor, a bit of a dick, steals from an old man. Yeah. So and how instead does it... of being like you stole from me and like beating him or you stole from me and like you know I don't know throwing a shoe at him this guy was like welcomed him in he was like come in have some tea let's talk a while have an apple and the kid was like this is fucking odd but this man had like you know good juju he was like spiritually balanced let's say right um so that's I, I have a very strong like I have a very strong connection with this this, this movie from that I have a very strong connection with this movie. I love this movie so much. It's I, I love it I love this film so much. I found out the director filmed the entire thing twice. They did rehearsals, they rehearsed the entire film, and that film is available on YouTube. It's a little bit shitty quality. He's got like a camcorder over, but basically they filmed the entire film, rehearsed it, and then went back and did it all properly. I've watched that, right? So ha- have you avoided watching this film? No. Has it come on and it's been like, not bothered? Never, ever, ever come on. It's on all the time. Do you not have Channel 5? There are movies I want to see. So, for example, I do want to watch The Matrix. This film doesn't hold a great deal of like appeal for me, but at the same time, I'm not like I'm not against it. I just feel like I've heard about the characters, right? I've heard about the the old dude. All right, t- tell me about the old man. Do you know his name? Oh, you told me the other week. You were really upset. That I didn't know it. Yeah, M- Mowgli. 
Mwagi. Morgana. Minoki. Mr. Mr. Mwogi. Mr. Mwogi. Okay, let's go with that. Okay, so talk to me about Mr. Mwogi. He's a nice old man. Like, with the garden. And is he... So he's obviously, like, some sort of, like, very, very good Zen master karate... Karate, we should say, no? Karate Karate. master. Yeah. You sent me a gif of him, I believe, which is disturbing. Like, he looks evil. (laughs) You can't say that. He looks so evil. Like... Yes, you can say that. Like, there are certain characters in movies, like Jafar. Jafar and Aladdin, the minute you see him, you know he's evil. Even yeah, he's, he's literally... A, yeah, and, and you got... So, hold on. So, when you saw Jafar and Aladdin and Mr. Mowgli in Karate Kid, you got the same sensation. But yeah, I definitely get a... I definitely get a Secret Evil vibe. I didn't put that in my narrative because until you sent me that gif... The gif I sent you was just him nodding. Because you said, are we on for 7.30? And I sent you back, Mr. Mowgli, nodding. He looks and that evil. Was it. He, looks, he, looks evil. he looks like he's going to stab me. So do you think he's he's quite like a vicious, hard-nosed teacher then? It's, it's no mercy. Is he that sort of teacher? I had thought he was more of a kind of genteel teacher, like the kind of person who was going to give you a book and say, read it, and then leave right. you in a film. So He's so evil, he's going to give you a book. No, before this gif, I thought he was going to be really calm. And and then I think there's right. the bit which everyone talks about where they have to, like, shine up shine up a car. And it's okay. like, The Shining. And what, the shining. <laughs> that's a different film, The Shining. <laughs> what, what's the significance of the car thing, of shining a car? I've got no idea of the significance at all. All I know is that that is... I, I think I've seen like parts of it, like or a snippet of it, like maybe in, on a fr- uh, slot machine. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Most of your knowledge on this film is from a slot machine, then. Yeah, totally. Because <laughs> the bully character is in the slot machine, and there's a girl in the slot machine. Okay. <laughs> there's Mister Mawogi, and then there's the boy, Jim. Is that his name? No, Susan? No. I'm likely to be called Susan. So the main character, this young lad called Susan. That's why he's He's so troubled. He's got no, he's got a he's got an odd name though, hasn't he? Like Davidson. Right. Okay. Uh, I mean it's it's taken all my will not to correct you on on anything, so I'm just gonna keep saying, yeah, uh uh-huh. So okay, so you've got your main man, Mr. Mowgli, who's a nice, calm teacher says read this book go and clean my car yeah and then there's a girl and i don't know know anything about her at all she's just on the slot machine let's not worry about her she's just on the slot machine um and okay so what's talk talk to me about his his training technique and how do you imagine he trains them i think it's very um like oh my god okay I think there's a cartoon film about a panda. Maybe I'm getting confused. Are you thinking of Kung Fu Panda? Maybe it's that. Um, it's like the panda has to get like through all these little stages and he's a bit crap. And I think they make him do all these trials and he's like 
he, no one really thinks he can do it. And then, like, put him on this training and they make him, like, hop on little stones and stuff. Is that the film? Is he a panda? Yeah, that, that's a cartoon. So, I, And it features a load of animals. So it's weird that you're getting confused between the two things. <laughs> yeah, you're but I think... Miss, that's Mr. How Mowgli. I it. That's how I imagine this movie. Right. Like, so, apart from the... Does he... Does the panda steal fruit? Have, have I really confused him? <laughs> right. no. did, I, did I ever tell you that I accidentally took... Haley on a date to the premiere, the UK premiere of Kung Fu Panda 2. No, how did you do that? Because uh, my friend Lewis basically was able to get tickets and me and Haley hadn't been going out very long and he was like, oh, there's a, there's a screening of this film, why don't, why don't you go? And it was at um, whatever that, uh, the Westfield Shopping Centre in Pittsburgh. So that, and again, we'd not been going out very long, Haley's like, do I need to dress up and I'm like no it's honestly it's like a just a family thing it's it's gonna be a load of kids like there's nothing we need to worry about and we get there and we're like is that Jack Black we're in like jeans and a hoodie or whatever thinking this is just like a Sunday afternoon thing and we were at the actual UK premiere of it with you know film with you know TV and that sort of stuff oh my god I think maybe sort of like how I'd underplayed that made me look more impressive. Or Yeah, definitely. Or, or I seem like an idiot who'd stitched her up. But also, I didn't know there was a Kung Fu Panda number two. I think there's three. Really? I quite enjoyed the first one, I think. I mean, if it's a film, is it like one film but almost like five films? So there's like a snake story and a and another story. I, about- I, I mean, it's weird that you know more about Kung Fu Panda than you do about the Karate Kid. Okay, quite possibly. I'm I'm basing all of my kind of how I feel this is going to play out on Kung Fu yeah. Panda and a, and a fruit machine and a fruit machine. Yeah, right. So if we go back, I mean, it's always impressive how much you can take from essentially nothing. But there's a bully character, maybe the old man's grandson, who tries to fight the poor boy. So why is he trying to fight him? I was thinking that probably he's just feeling a little bit, like, upset that this dude, the old dude, is, like, taking a shine to this apple apple stealer and is giving him, like, all of his wisdom and knowledge, like, pouring his, like, you know, love of karate into this practical stranger when he's got his own grandson that he could be like lifting up and mentoring but he's sure. chosen the this boy because his grandson's a dick so the wise old man his grandson is very angry because the white because mr mowgli is putting all of his attention into davidson um and then like so you've said the the film teaches us you can become great without coming from greatness how does how does he become great because he really does like apply himself and he takes right. all this old man's teachings and he like really spends a lot of time like dedicating himself to the practice of karate. And then, you know, the guy dies and he is like the straw man. Yeah. Like, How does he old. die? I think just age. I think just he's, like, I don't know. Something... He's just old. Um, and he's going to a better place, right? Like he's going to whatever you. Stop bringing this back to the Bible. <laughs> No, he's going to like whatever place you go to when you're a karate master. Like, ah, surely... the big dojo in the sky. Yeah, maybe right, the, okay. what the dojo. Nice. And then he, so he 
he's really down. Like he takes this really hard, and what he does sure. is he channels all of his sadness, and he turns that into a newfound like energy for achieving his goal. Like he takes, you know, people who can like really take a, a bad situation, turn it into something powerful. That's what yeah. he does. Right. He was so the he, right like- choice of mentor. E. Mentori? Menti. Mento? Mento. Men, men, <laughs> mentori. Mentori. No, yeah. I think it was a word. Like, men, men, he was the right boy. This is the point. <laughs> so the, the, the bully character. So he, doesn't go, he doesn't go off the rails and go back to stealing fruit or anything. Fuck no. No, no. He's like, he gets this award for like, I don't know what it is. It's like the karate, karate Oscar. And then... He basically finds out after he's got the award that yeah. the old man's like left him the fruit orchards. So he <laughs> his house. You had to mention that his house was a fruit orchard. It's kind of important because that's where he's stealing the fruit from. But the point is, he essentially like the end of the film is him like creating this paradise like fruit place where people can just pop. <laughs> And eat fruit. The poor kids can come and eat fruit. This is how I see the film ending. Like he's created the he's created the the dojo <laughs> we call it. He's created the school to teach other people. And that that like the end of the movie, he's like stood out in the back orchard. The sun is setting, oh. and he's taken down the walls, and people can just you know take an apple, man. That's a beautiful end. So so just to recap, then we've got a young boy. Yeah. Or a, a troubled boy stealing fruit from an old man's garden. The old man takes him in, yeah. teaches him karate. Yeah. And then there's some sort of uh, beef with Conflict. the grandson. And then the old man dies. But Davidson channels all what Mr. Mowgli has taught him and gets some sort of award. And then he's like, I know what to do. I'm going to. I'm going to celebrate Mr. Mowgli's life by opening up this beautiful orchard that he's left me after his death. He sets up a karate school in the, in the house. In the orchard. He, so, uses the, he inherits the house and grounds. Right. He builds a karate school in the house because he doesn't need a big fucking house, does he? He's like one person. Um, yeah, he's a teenage boy with his own orchard. <laughs> yeah, and the orchard is like he does outside karate because... I imagine that's really liberating. And he, yeah, he that's it. Like, by the end of the film, like, he's trained for, like, years. It's not like the film is, like... Oh, this is over a series of years? Oh, God, yeah. Right, so how so how old is he when it starts? Let's say 14. Sure. And how old is he at the end when uh, Mr. Mowgli dies? When, the at the very end of the film, when he's, at like, very... taken over and built the dojo, <laughs> he's, like, 25. So this film is over like a 10-year period. Oh, my God, yeah, because he's learning for like a good seven, he, eight years. He's just takes perfecting 10 years of learning how to do karate. I and don't know about karate. I mean, I'm sure in real life it takes longer. Although when we were at school, we knew a kid in our class. He was a black belt in karate when he was 11. I don't know how Fucking that... Fucking hell, really? Yeah. Do you think he just bought the belt and lied about it? No, he was one of these kids who was good at sport. He was very good at football as well. 
I was going to give him a shout. I found it really confusing at the Olympics. I was like watching the judo and then there was karate and then there was something else, taekwondo. I was like, you're just like, this is all fucking weird. And then you don't know what's what. Like some of them you're allowed to kick them in the head. Some of them you're not. Like it's a bit, it's a bit like, whoa. Um, I don't think it's for me. Did, what, doing karate? Doing any of it. I mean, I did, did Tai Chi once in Hong Kong. It was really, really messed up. So I got the flights for £69. Right. Return with this new airline called Oasis. I flew out to Hong Kong. I worked in travel industry, so I got it as a like a discount at a special rate. Flew out to Hong Kong by myself for ten days. Booked to stay in like chunking mansions, which is pretty much like sorry, chunky mansions. Chunking mansions. It's like um, there's hundreds and hundreds of hostels. Um, I got there and I was like, wow, this is rough. I booked a room where I was like sharing with four other people and I was like there for five minutes and I was like, nope, can't do this. I had triple bunk beds. So I went and found myself like a single room and um, got myself like a, got myself a room and it was fine. And then I was really ill. Like I got food poisoning on the plane. Just bear that because <laughs> it comes back later. Right. I felt really, really poorly. Couldn't stop being sick. Really, really crap. And then that night... I think well, the second night I was in my room and I could just hear like smashing, like smashing, 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 like terrifying amounts of smashing. And um, so I didn't leave my room. I locked myself in the bathroom in my room, which was basically like a toilet off my room. And they had like a shuttery door. It wasn't like a real door. Um, it was fine because I was just basically being sick. So I woke up in the morning. The smashing had stopped. I was like, you spent all night in, in the toilet. Yeah. Right. I opened the door to my room, which was literally onto a corridor, which it's really hard to explain to in mansions. It's just imagine a floor in a building and then every corner of that floor is a person's youth hostel and they've just got five rooms that they manage. So it's like everything is just private. You'd have to Google it. It's nuts. Anyway, they smashed the whole place up. So the place where you went to book the rooms and the office and everything, all gone. They just smashed it all down. All the glass, all the wood, everything. I was like, fucking hell, this is rough. I think I should get out of here. Went down the back staircase. Don't mind, I've been like feeling pretty crap at this point. So actually, I think this was day four because I hadn't eaten for four days. I was like, I need to eat now. I was going down the back staircase, got three flights down, and there was a person leaning up against the wall like not really looking like they were moving so I tried to take their pulse and they were dead so I had to call the police yeah. that's a fucking plot twist it was the most traumatic trip of my entire life I called the police they turned up and they were like oh do you know this person I was like no I don't know them at all I'm really sorry I'm I just found them sorry I don't mean to laugh so much but that was a real shock because it was just it's the it's the dead man leaning against the stairs the like he was standing slow. No, 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 like oh, sat. So legs I just imagine him stand up sort of like casually, just sort of like, just chilling. Yeah, just slumped, proper slump. And then I was like, so I called the police and they were like, okay, uh, this this uh, person is from Germany. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, are you from Germany? I was like, no, I'm from England. They were like, okay, would you mind calling his relatives? And I was like, um, yeah, I would mind. I, I can't do that. I'm really sorry. Like, I have to go now. I left because I was like, I'm not fucking calling some poor <laughs> guy's family and being like oh, i've just found your son like murdered in a hallway like it was too much 
So I, I mean, that was a bit much. I was like, wow, this is intense. I've had like a really hard day. I've been sick for six days. I've smashed up my hospital. The people who own it have gone. I've just found a man who's dead in the corridor. I need to get some food. I don't know what to do. So I was like walking about, walking about. I found like this, I don't know, shop, restaurant place that sold like a, they had pictures of the food and it was like a clear soup and I was like that's what I need I just need a clear soup man I just need something in my stomach and I'll be fine so I ordered it and it came out and in the bowl was like a live eel (laughs) 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 this tiny tiny live eel and I I sat at the table the woman took a picture of it had the eel like escaped or been the eel had already been eaten I went we'll take a picture of the bowl of the empty water before, I mean, I had a mobile phone, but this wasn't like I was. I mean, I was working. Yeah, there's, there's a picture of it. How? Where did the ill come from? They like, put it in. Like yeah, are you sure you ordered the right thing? Because if you ordered a clear glass soup, and then there was like, and, and it's a oh, um, you didn't mention the ill, but we've thrown it in for you. Apparently, right? Apparently. What you're, I found this out years later, but at the time, I didn't know what to do because I was like, I have to drink the broth because otherwise they're going to think I'm rude if I just leave. <laughs> I can't eat the eel because it's just not for me and I can't it's kill the eel. around. So I'm swimming around. It's alive. So I just had enough of the broth so they didn't think I was rude, but that he still had enough water to swim in. And then I left. <laughs> what did you <laughs> It was awful. You with the spoon, just draw yeah. sort of like around this little Oh my god! Jesus. And then in the end, apparently, what you're supposed to do is you you dehead the eel, like you, and it, it kind of like adds to the soup. You know? <clears throat> Would you have done that if you'd known? If they came no. over and like, look, you clearly don't know. They came over, they chopped its head off for you. All its, I don't know, blood goes into the yeah. soup. Yeah, I mean, either way, it doesn't sound a great soup. It, the whole thing was just, to be honest, it was really traumatic. I was just like, in the end, um, I think after like six days or something of just not eating, because after that I was really put off. I had some crackers. Um, I worked out that McDonald's in Hong Kong sold breakfast 24-7, and I just went and got a sausage muffin, and I felt a lot better about life. But um, it was a really traumatic trip. I don't know why I'm telling you this story. Something to do with karate, I guess. <laughs> Completely gone. Oh, yeah, I know why. Sorry. Completely and utterly getting back to it. So on, like, day eight, I felt a lot better. Right. I met another guy. I met a guy. Not another guy. I met a guy. I was going to say, to stress, you're not a guy. Yeah. I met a guy who was from Brighton which is where I was from, and we decided that we would go together to this island um, and look at the biggest Buddha outside of Thailand, I believe. Right. And it's on, like, I think it's in Macau, but I'm making that up. Anyway, we went there, took ages, and we saw this Buddha. It was awesome. We, like, had some lunch. It was really nice. Walked about, and I was like, I'm going to go for a walk. I went for a walk, and I ended up in the middle of this, like, wooded area, and there were all these people doing, like, Tai Chi. Um, or some some such and I didn't really know what it was but I was kind of like in their area and I know that a lot of people like monks lived in this island so I was like well I guess we should just try and blend in so I just kind of joined in on the, on the right on their 
this is my point. So that's the only kind of, you know, martial arty thing that I've ever had any interest in. And that I accidentally joined a load of monks doing it in a forest. Right. So, so just again, to clarify that bit, the question was, have you ever done any martial arts? And the answer <laughs> after that story was, I once joined in with some Tai Chi in a somewhere in Hong Kong. Monks, monks. I joined monks. Some monks doing Tai Chi in her, but we had to go. Okay. Sorry, yeah, I didn't. The rest of it just sort of, you know, people. No, I mean, I think we'll we'll cut all the stuff about karate again, and we'll just keep these stories. Um. Oh man, <clears throat> I really, I don't know how we how how it's possible to talk about more about karate kid after that. So maybe we should just go and watch the film now. Okay, I'm actually excited for it. I hope that um, I hope I don't disappoint you. Uh, in my review and I hope that you know I hope that it lives up to you know my expectations really I think you're going to enjoy it okay I I don't know if you're going to like it but I Mm. think you're going to enjoy it because the problem is is that you're going into it with an expectation of what this film is based on um the you know the the detailed story that that pinball machine gave you so you may now find out that it wasn't that accurate and it's not the film that you thought. And I think we had this with Terminator. You were very disappointed. You were like, they're not even in Russia. Like, no one's mentioned bread. So Yeah, that is true. I think you will enjoy it. It's, it's a very enjoyable film. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And um, we will, yeah, yeah. we'll report we'll, we'll back. for a treat. We'll see. Stay with us. Hiya. Okay. So we've been away. We've watched the film. Did you enjoy Karate Kid? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I I absolutely loved it. Like genuinely, this is the well the first film I've watched in a long time that was actually kept me engaged all the way through, and um, yeah, genuinely loved it. Wow. Do you not do you not normally? Like, focus on a film all the way through then? No. I mean, if it's good, yeah. Or if it's, like, Disney, yeah. But if it's, like, regular films, some I mean, the other ones we've watched, honestly, I get to the point where I'm like, I have no interest in this. But this film was oh, spectacular. Like, I'm not surprised that you love it. I'm not surprised it's a classic. And for me, it had all of those, like, key elements of what makes something great. So... Yeah, there was a little bit of drama, there was a little bit of tension, there was a little bit of romance, there was a little bit of overcoming diversity, adversity. I just... The yeah, whole thing but diversity is not... I mean, the, 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 other than Mr. Maggie's accent, you know, being yeah, not much diversity. Diversity isn't a nutshell. No, very true. But adversity in spades. And, um, yeah, like, and real sadness as well. Like, bits of real... Like, I cried. <laughs> when did you um, cry in it? I think I cried a couple of times. Uh, I definitely cried when we learned about Mr. Miyagi's family. Yeah, that is sad. When he's, I think that's a scene. I think that's something that people kind of forget, where he's uh, had a few drinks and it's his wife. He had a wife, and I I mean, this is obviously spoilers. I think we can say whatever we want. He had a wife and son, and they died. And like, I don't. The Miyagi story is, you know what? That that should be a spin-off. It's just a whole. Oh my god, I would I would eat that up. I mean, he is such an incredible character and 
that for me was the most poignant moment of the whole film. I appreciate it's not the point of the film, but I did find that whole arc story arc like completely like compelling. Um, he's just a great guy. Like he's just a proper great guy. There was a point where I was like, he is such a dick. Like he's just getting this kid to like restore his house. And this kid is just like slave laboring. for this. I did wonder what you would think about that. And if you, because again, it's that whole thing. If you've seen that film dozens of times, you yeah. obviously know where these things are going. When it all comes together. When it all comes together, like when he's done the like, you know, waxing on, waxing off and the painting yeah. and shit. When the guy's like, waha, waha, hee waha, waha, waha. In like one minute, he literally just schools this kid who's basically just had a tantrum. And actually the acting is so good because on his face, the kid's face, you just see like complete and utter like recognition and respect for this dude. I, I'm not, I cannot overstate this. Like genuinely, I did not expect to like it. I thought it was going to be absolute part of Poo. Based on the other films that we've watched, I really thought it was a load of shit. I came away and I was just like, this is awesome. I will happily watch this again. So but what's good about that is you're like, based on, I mean, you normally pick shit films. So it's it's a surprise that I liked this. Yeah, totally. Totes. I, I, mean, I, I did think that you would, I think it's the most enjoyable of the ones that we've done so far. It is, it obviously it is a bit cheesy, but I think... Yeah, I, I think that you've got that thing up. So, so when it has that scene and he's doing, you know, the, the you know, wax on, wax off. And bear, bear in mind, I've sent you some messages saying stuff like wax on and like you don't seem to get it. And I was like, uh oh, like, you need to watch this a few times. Um, I think I messaged, <laughs> I messaged you yesterday that um, fear does not exist in our podcast and you did not get that. I know I didn't get it. I was like, is he trying to say we can't watch horror movies i mean I thought, we, I thought it was going to be a wonderful moment for us and i would say fear does not exist in this podcast does it and you'd be like no sensei and it would be a really wonderful moment for oh, us Oh, okay because is that from the other the whole other the other gym whatever they well, let, yeah let, okay so let's we'll talk about them and then we'll come back to it what did you think of cobra kai cobra kai the is the other it's the other um the, the black ones the, back, the Christ, Jackie yeah, one. I did not like them at all. I mean, the only thing, the only, in fact, the whole thing made me feel really uncomfortable. But the only thing that was redeeming was right at the end when the guy basically comes over from that school, right? And he's like, well done to like Danielson, right? And when he gives him the trophy? Yeah. Yeah, like that's a end. nice moment. But that's a moment where you're like, okay, that's good. There's hope for you because... Like, to be fair, it's not actually those kids' fault, right? That guy is an absolute prick and should probably be jailed. Yeah, I don't know how he got his teaching qualification. I'm not sure what his Yelp reviews are like. You've, you've got It's a... not okay. It's not okay. I have had a lot of people say, have you seen Karate Kid 2? And obviously the answer to that is no. Um, and to be perfectly honest, I probably won't watch it either. Why not? Because I have this fear that Mr. Miyagi is going to die. And I don't want to be part of that at all. Like, I don't want to be part of any world where he does not exist. Because he is just too amazing. I'll give you a spoiler. There's also a Karate Kid 3, which he's in. And then there's the next Karate Kid, which has got Hilary Swank in it as a female Daniel son. And uh, he's in that as well. He doesn't die. Oh, amazing. Oh, that's great. Then I, uh, then I would watch it. If, if pressured, I'd watch it. 
<laughs> well, I mean, again, that's kind of the, the theme of this podcast is that I'm pressuring you to watch films that Indeed, you've avoided for the past 30-odd years. So I'm not sure that that would be your go-to next watch. If it is, then fair enough. But um, I, to be fair, I would sit down unreluctantly, if that's a word. It's not a word. I, but, don't, I don't think it yeah. is. I, I feel like I'm glad I watched this. I really am. And, yeah, it was it was good. It was actually good. Well done, you. So, well done, me. So what did you think of of Daniel as a as a character then? Because he is, like I say, he's, he can be a bit whingy. Yeah. So I, I love the fact that I, I think what made it really work for me is like normally you have this person who gets is, – it is very tropey, right? So I got the wrong trope, right? It wasn't like apple-picking trope, but – you know, kid gets moved from one part of America to another, tick, like yeah. formulaic. Kid's got a bit of an attitude problem, tick. Kid's got one parent, tick. So essentially, like, there was quite a lot of that. But I love the fact that he was, like, he's not, like, built, is he, or anything. And he was quite defiant in the face of, like, the bullies and he stuck up for the girl and he's quite confident in his, like, own skin i guess and that whole that whole kind of characterization of him it made him i was quite endeared to him i guess i would say he's a bit whingy i was going to say i thought that you might not like him as a character right so because now i'm just trying to i'm watching these things going what's leah gonna think what's leah gonna yeah i thought you might not like him he's quite whingy he's not particularly appreciative and uh yeah and that you wouldn't want him to win in the end I wanted him to win in the end because actually like I feel I feel like he's coming from a place of like they don't have much right they relocate their whole lives in a car so that gives you a kind of understanding of maybe what he's got right that whole bit at the beginning kind of sets the scene and the fact that he really did take a stand against people when he knew he wasn't going to get he wasn't going to win right and he got his ass kicked so many times. Um, like, So he's got, obviously got some kind of moral principles, which, again, like I approve of. So I was like kind of – no, I was kind of good. I was kind of um, – and I think what's nice is that he, you see him kind of become more appreciative through his Miyagi time. Like that guy is good for him, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he's the he's the father figure. He there's no I, I don't think there's any reference to the dad. So like yeah. I don't know if it's like his dad was a wonderful person and you know he's died or if he was a horrible man or whatever and you know has has run off. There's kind of no reference to that. But he's obviously a a father figure and for him. Yeah, and I like the fact that there's a moment in it where I think she the mother comes down and Daniel Sun is like in there with uh, Mr. Miyagi and, you know, he gives them the plant and she's like, come on, come on now. Sorry, we need so to it's leave. a bonsai tree. It's not a, a bonsai tree, yeah. So she's like, she's like properly like, okay, let's go now. And she, she obviously feels quite uncomfortable with this relationship that he's building with this old man. Like there's definitely a vibe in that moment. And I kind of like that because if she'd have been totally and utterly like, oh yeah, it's fine. My son is just hanging out with this old dude cutting trees. That would have been that wouldn't have felt like true, but the fact that she's got that kind of like this is a bit weird. Like this guy is like teaching my kid to cut a tree. 
I like that as well. So I felt like the whole thing was, it felt really real. Like it just. It's, that's funny because I, I have never thought that she kind of seems to think it's weird at all. And, and obviously at some point we're going to watch Back to the Future. And, I, and you know that that's about sort of like the young guy and the old, you know, and the old guy. And again, no one questions that relationship in the film either. And in Karate Kid, there was no one at, you know, other than Miyagi going, you sure there's no one at school you'd rather hang around with than, than me? Oh, I definitely think she questions it the day that he gives her the plant, the bonsai tree. You, you think she kind of found maybe a policeman friend and said, could you just, just run a check on this guy? Because he's got, he lives in this weird little shed. And he doesn't have any friends. And now he's made friends with my 16 year old son. Can you just? I'm not sure that she's running checks. I think she's probably glad to have like a strong male influence. I think it's just in that moment she's just a bit like, uh, I think we've had enough for today. Let's all leave because it is a bit weird. Like, would you? So you 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 have a son. He grows up. He's he's 16 years old. Obviously Mm. not right now. He's like six months old. So he's he grows up and he starts hanging out with an old man. Um, and you're like, that's kind of a little, kind of a little weird. He's like, no, 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 it's fine. He, he's just getting me to paint all his fences. And then you're like, okay, but is he paying you? No, no, no. But he says, uh, he says at some point he's going to throw me around and teach me karate. And then he comes then back the next and he's like, oh yeah, he did. Where, where have you been today? Oh yeah, he, I, I was cleaning, I was cleaning his cars. What, his cars? How many cars does he have? Oh, he's got loads of them. Yeah, I cleaned them all. Oh, cool. And did, did he pay you? No. No, no, but he he did give me some weird tea. Like, did it taste funny? Yeah, it did taste funny actually. And do you remember anything after that? Not really, actually. Like, I mean, like, obviously, I love Karate Kid films, but that relationship, the mother does need to just look into it a little bit. I think. Oh yeah, I feel like it's it's something quite weird, isn't it? Like, yeah, I agree with you. It's it is odd. Like, it's really odd. Um, but maybe you just get a vibe about people. Like, I'm just trying to think, you know, yeah. I, like, I used to go around my elderly neighbour's house when I was a lot younger. I used to look after their cat when they were, like, on holiday or whatever. And I used to quite often go around there and have, like, tea. And they were, like, old. I mean, like, it didn't – they weren't exactly were – you, Were you going out on adventures with them or were you just going for a cup of tea and a biscuit? Mostly a cup of tea and a biscuit sort of territory, right. yeah. I mean... Did you did you ever do any household chores for them, like paint their fences? I think I helped in the garden sometimes. But not like, no. I mean, honestly... You could have been the next kid. I get where you're going. I get where you're going with it. I feel like... I felt she was a bit shady, but at the same time, I think she just had to earn money, right? She just needed him to stay out of trouble. And if cutting trees with the old dude was going to stop him getting shit beaten out of him and her having to go into school and, you know, collect him and stuff, to be fair, I think that's the sort of parent she is. Like, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't give her a, a medal for her parenting, I'll be honest. Um, well, like you say, he's, he's a good kid. He's growing up all right. And uh, he's... And like the first thing he does when he gets to the new flat, he goes and gets some water for the dog yeah, and looks dog. after the young woman and stuff. So you kind of go, oh, okay, he's a nice, he's he's a nice kid. Yeah. So definitely. Did you 
again, because it's hard to kind of think of like watching that for the first time. When Miyagi's getting him to do, you know, paint the fence and sand the floor and that sort of stuff, were you like, this is some sort of child labor? You were like, hang on a second. This, I think this is going somewhere. I kind of thought that, yeah, well, I kind of figured it was going to have to go somewhere. But at the time, I was just like, uh, but actually, what I was thinking was, why is he sticking around and doing this? Like, if if this was what, if if it was me and somebody was like, I'm going to teach you the thing that you want to learn. I was like, great. And they were like, first of all, you just have to do these list of chores. I'd be like, what the fuck? Why am I going to do this shit? Like, but I feel like. A little bit, like chore training, chore training. Yeah. But you wouldn't have had that moment, would you, of like perfect kind of reveal where. Yeah. Um, and you know what? It, it kind of worked for me again because in the end, he did just go, "Do you know what? Fuck this! You are taking the piss out of me." And it was then that that Malky was like, "Right, let me show you something." I, I, I was like, "This is a bit of a bit of a dick move," but um, when it kind of came out in the watch, I was like, "Yeah, this is great." So did you think that Miyagi was a dick or you were like, oh, he's he's sort of kind of quiet and, and wise and... It's kind of a bit hard to feel like he's a dick because he just, I don't know, he's got just such a nice energy about him. But I mean, I was definitely like, there was a point where I was like, is he taking the piss or what? Um, but I still really liked him. That's the thing. that There was no, the only people I didn't like was the guy who leads the other karate studio, the Cobra Kai yeah. man. And like, and his beep and his people didn't really like them. Um, everyone else I found quite likable throughout, like the whole kind of film. So it was a good film. I mean, honestly, I like. I wish I could. I, I think it'd be much more interesting if I thought it was shit. But I genuinely liked it. No, like, I tell, I'm, I'm so pleased because I, I that you could see why people like it. Or, or, or I think that's not that's not right. Like with the Terminator, I think you've gone. Oh, I can see why people like it. But with this, you were like, "I like it. I, yeah. I get it." it yeah. But why do you think that it's been? Because like I say it doesn't do anything particularly special. But this film was made, I want to say, eighty four, eighty five. So actually, about the same time as as uh, Terminator. Do you get why this has lasted? Why people are still going back to it? Yeah, totally. Because because it is that it's so relatable, isn't it? Like. You know, that, that kind of, you go through a massive change in your life. You've got, like, problems. You've got to face some adversity. It, it's got so many elements in it that people can, like, associate with. And actually, as a story, it's just, it's sort of that good over evil, isn't it? Like, it's very, like, it's very simplistic in its actual, what it is. This guy overcomes the baddie and ends up, you know, winning the girl and the trophy. Like, pretty much that's the story. But... Yeah it's done in a way that actually really takes you on the journey. And I feel like the best films do that. So when he hurts his knee, like, and he's not going to fight in the final, and Miyagi's yeah. like, you don't need to fight. You've already got the respect. Yeah. Like, you think he needed to fight the final? No. Even if he sure. lost the final. I absolutely love Miyagi's, like, and again, that's a, that is like, it probably would have been more powerful if he didn't fight, right? But obviously you're willing him to be like, get out his heat hands and just like fix up the boy so he can like get back in there and like do that stalk kick off the thing. And I was literally oh, at that oh, point. Oh, the crane. That's okay. one of the most iconic things in it. Don't call it the stalk. It's stalk the crane kick. technique. Crane, crane kick. The crane when, technique. Crane technique. 
when he when that whole thing happened and he got back into the ring and he was like stood there like hobbling about on his foot like jostling i was like yeah. do the stork kick do the stork kick or do the crane okay. kick do the crane kick and um I was like yelling at the telly. That is how engaged I was. So at that point, I will tell you, yeah, I wanted him to fight because I wanted him to like complete the circle. But I agree yeah. with me. I didn't need to do it. You know, he'd already won just by getting there for fuck's sake from not ever doing karate to getting to that position. Like, come along. Like, yeah, I think that whole the whole film is like three. Well, like from when he says he's going to do the competition to think. It must be like two months because oh, so I had a proper, the Halloween party, isn't it? Exactly. I had a proper freak out with that because I was like, hang on a second. Like, how the fuck is he going to do this competition? The competition was like, when was it? January or December? Nice something? December. Yeah. And it was like from Halloween to December, you're going to turn him into a master. I was like, this is a fucking joke. That's not going to happen. That, sorry, that is the oh. one thing that pissed me off about the movie, which I should have called out. And um, when that happened, I was like, it's not enough time, man. And bearing in mind, before he learned anything at all, well, I guess no, that's not true because he was learning, wasn't he, when he was doing the fences? He's doing all the painting and decorating. Yeah. You know what? That, maybe that could have been his career after this. He was a painter decorator. Could have been. Because I, I, I'd have trusted him to do it. I know he's got a technique. I've seen him do yeah. it. Auto, de, uh, what you call it, detailing. He did a lovely job. I think this film has one of the great montages and montage music of any film what the best around song yeah yeah i'll give you that actually it's a great song it's an incredible song and it's great like sequence where he's basically he's like gets to a tournament doesn't know how to do it let's put a montage in he would never have got through the rounds realistically no of course not but i mean I, i i enjoyed it like this one i'm gonna give it I'm going to give it a seven and a half out of ten. I'm a little disappointed. Because you seven can't... and a half? Yeah, because you've been saying how much you love it. Yeah, like, but it's not, it's no sound what of music. Taking... Oh, I've not seen sound of music. It doesn't look I'm like taking that. points what? off because it is flawed. The, the, for exactly that purpose, the, 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 it needed longer. It should have been set over a 12-month period, just so it was realistic, right? I mean, hold on. Let's go back. In your original view of this film, you thought it was over. You thought Miyagi died during it, and it took, and it went, and he learned karate over 20 years, which, would, yeah. I mean, as an acting challenge, that would have been incredible for him. Yeah, and I think that's why I'm slightly disappointed, actually, because my film would have been <laughs> slightly better. Um, I would have given my film an 8 out of 10. Um, no, I'm joking. I'm wow. joking. I think seven and a half is fair. Like honestly, I'm not really a person who gives tens. I'm like the Craig Revel Horwood of Strictly Come Dancing, if you will. Um, you're gonna have to absolutely smash it for me to give a ten. Um, I wouldn't even give a ten to my favourite film of all time. So let's be honest, because there's always room for improvement. So you know, nine is like the top of my scale. So a seven and a half is pretty high. I could be pushed to give it an eight. How do you feel about that? I'm more comfortable about what could they have done to improve it? But they've given you a crack. You've gone. You've, you've had a good. You've had a good go at this. Well, well done, chaps. Um, however, why don't we? I, I think just set that time frame a little bit more realistically. So maybe even just pulled the. I, I understand why they did it because he was obviously going to get the shit beaten out of him, and they had to sort of put the brakes on and say, "Hey, you've got to give him until the tournament." And maybe the bullies wouldn't have like stuck around for six months, but. 
I feel like that's one thing. And two, maybe you're right. Maybe there just should have been a little bit more care in the community from his mother, just against like stranger danger and that kind of. Yeah, thing. I mean, I don't. I I wouldn't take points off because she didn't contact police and say, "Can you do a check on this man who's hanging, who my kid's hanging out with?" No, but she we could have seen that. her. We could have seen her like go down and like just you know look into his rooms or into his little cupboard and just checking him yeah. out. Or we could maybe have seen that's a little more. What would you? Yeah. So what would you? If you were her, in, in that circumstance, what would you have done? I probably would have had a chat with the guy. Like I just yeah. eyeballed him and said, like you know, what's your intentions here? Right. Like, um, and also, like, what is what exactly are your qualifications to teach my son karate, and why are you making him trim bonsai trees? And if he was like legit, he would just say to me, "This is part of my training regime. Take it or leave it." And I'd be like, "Okay, see how we go." Like, I don't know. It's hard to say, but. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, guessing it was like lunchtime refreshments. I just think throw him a fiver every now and again. Yeah, agree. So what film would you, this compared to your original synopsis of Karate Kid, what you thought it was going to be like? I feel like, to be honest, I feel like I nailed it, which I know I say a lot and you're just like, what the fuck are you talking about? But You see it every I, time. Not once have you nailed it. Yeah, but the thing is, in your you mind... You said this first film went over 20 years and it was to, like, avenge from his death and stuff. Like, Okay, hang on a second. I said, in the fit, I said that the guy, the boy was picking fruit, right? And the, guy, the old yeah. guy took pity on him and taught him um, karate, basically, and that he won a competition... And yeah. that the old man died, which was sad, but he left him his house. It'll be funny. The guy was, he wasn't picking fruit, but the man took pity on him because he kept getting beaten up, right? He taught yeah. him karate, which is true, and he gave him a car. And he won a prestigious competition. So to be honest, like the elements, whilst it's slightly different and didn't happen over a long period of time and the guy is still alive, are similar in the end, after 20 years, the boy inherits the man's land and opens up a karate school where he teaches poor children to respect themselves through the art form of karate. Let's just hang on a minute, Ross, because we've only been six months. Let's wait 20 years and see if I'm right, because quite possibly that's all still to come in our future. So with the other ones, you've said, oh, it's not even the right name for the film and you've renamed it. Yeah. Surely the Karate Kid is the right name for this film, though. I actually agree. Yeah, I've given it a lot of thought. And then I thought of a few things, but I'm going to say Karate Kid is the right name for this film. It's it's simplistic, and it, it does exactly what it says on the tin. So I am, yeah, I, I'm okay with it. I mean, I'm genuinely, I'm okay with the whole package. This is going to steer what we do like next, then. So now I've I've taken you up the dizzying heights all the way up to Karate Kid. We're going to need to come up with something next, which is uh, which is as good. <laughs> okay, all right, let's leave it there then, and uh, on to future success. All right then, see you soon. Bye. Bye.